So this morning, uh, I'm privileged uh, to be asked to come and minister to you, and I hope uh, what the Lord has laid in the heart of the bishop with the theme, uh, uh, work, God is working in you and through you, that you may be able to can deliver that which is uh, what is in the heart of the set men in the house. Hallelujah. So we'll begin by just uh, recapping a bit, Bazalani, and then from there we'll then go into the heart of the matter towards the uh, uh, halfway through the sermon. Uh, we were looking at um, a number of ways in which you can discover. But let's just recap on what Bishop has started last week. Uh, we are, our focus is on the main text in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 uh, to 13. Verses 12 to 13, in the King James Version, it reads as follows. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And verse 13 says, for it is God which worketh in you both to do, no, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So here we find Paul encouraging the Christians in Philippi, in Philippine. And one of the things is that we need to acknowledge is that during this point in time, the church in Philippines seems to be going through challenges. And Paul is encouraging them that as they, as they go through these challenges, that you, they should always remember that which is important, that their salvation is of importance. That's the first thing that he emphasized. And not only that, that, that salvation was given to them by God, and it is God who is working in them. He is working in them. So when you read this verse, you need to be careful not to think that you are working for your salvation. All right? You need to be careful. This is one of those verses that other breakaways or other religions or other cults say, they, they come and say, you need to work for your salvation. Now, he's not saying work for your salvation. He says work out your salvation. There is a difference. You see, if you work out for, for something, you are hoping to earn something out of it. All right? But if you work it out, it means it's already been given. So you need to make that distinction. So he is already speaking to the people who are saved. That's the second thing. Paul is not writing uh, to people who are not born again. He is writing to people who have received Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you are here and you have not received Christ as Lord and Savior, at the end of the service, we will give you an opportunity so that you, are, you may be able to join with us in working out our salvation. You cannot work out that which you, you do not have. Are you hearing, Mazalan? You cannot work out that which you do not have. You have to first receive it and then work it out. Hallelujah. He says that uh, work out. The word work out there, Bishop indicated that it means to carry out the goal, to carry to its ultimate conclusion, all right, to carry out the goal to its logical conclusion. So basically it says that you have to finish that which God has started in your life. Many people, Barcelona, tend to fall off. We need the spirit of finishing, that we may finish strong, that we may finish intact. And be like Paul and says, I have run the race, I have finished the course, and I have kept the faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Note, he says that 
a salvation that we need to work out of salvation. Salvation there does not refer to being born again, but it is about you living a life you have chosen for. That God has chosen you. And he says that in John chapter 15 verse 16. He says that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God has chosen me. And I want to emphasize that when God chose you, it is when you have responded to the call to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. That is something that you have to do. That 1%, the 99% is done. That 1% is for you to be able to choose and to receive what God has, to receive what God has put before you. So first thing he says that I have chosen you. Secondly, he says, I have ordained you. All right. So this, this thing then becomes a progressive thing. It becomes a process. Are you with me, Bezalan? It does not end by you being chosen. You walk around and say, no, I am Ketiwe. Not only are you, are you chosen, but you are ordained. All right. So you ordain someone to be able to can give them authority and power to do other things. He then says, and you uh, and ordained and, and, and ordained you that you should bring, you should go and bring forth fruit. You should go and bring forth, uh, uh, forth fruit and that you, your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he, he may give it to you. So he says that one, you are chosen. Two is that you are ordained. Three, that you need to go. And four, that you need to produce um, fruit. And five is that your fruit should not disappear. They should remain. All right. So you become like, this is too many things. How am I going to do these things? Don't forget, it is God who is working in you. Hallelujah. He then goes on and says, work out your own salvation. That own means that we need to take responsibility for the personal growth, for our personal spiritual growth. You cannot be given salvation and then you will call up That you need to take personal. Yes, we have a responsibility as Marut to make sure that we equip you. To make sure that we teach you, that to make sure that we prepare you so that you should not be thrown to and fro. But having done that, it is your own responsibility. He then says that, work it out with fear and trembling. The fear and trembling there does not mean that, therefore, you are to live in terror. If you live in terror, the, the devil will terrorize you. But the word uh, fear and trembling there, it is for you to be cautious. For you to know that you cannot do this alone. For you to realize that without God, you cannot do nothing. Without Christ, you cannot do nothing. Without the Holy Spirit, you will fade away. I'm just recapping. He says that work out your own salvation. So therefore, it means, to, it means that it has to be work out my own salvation. And in doing so, it does not mean that you are your own man. You will always need to remember to be sensitive to the leading of, and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit has to be your senior partner in working. And note, he says, it is God who is working in you and through you. 
So that through you, it means that you can enter into a partnership with God in fulfilling his ministry. For it is God which worketh, verse 13 says, in you, both to will and to do in his good pleasure. God is working in you. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says that uh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That Jesus Christ is in your heart. When you receive him as Lord and Savior, he comes into your heart. Why? Because he is omnipresent. He is omnipresent to a billion Christians that are out there. He is in their hearts and he's everywhere. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So he is in you. You are the carrier of the presence of God. And that has to mean something. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, we are God's workmanship. We are made by God. We are created by God. We are not ours. So he owns us. He is in us and he owns us and he works through us. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 12, uh, 12, 6 says, the same God works all of them in all men. All of them in all men. So it is God who works. The Weymouth translation says, for it is God himself who, who powers whose power creates within you the desire to do his gracious will and also bring about the accomplishment of his desire. But I like it in the Amplified. The Amplified says, for it is God, not yourself. So if you think you are your own man-made, no. The success you have is because of God. Especially when you are a Christian. It says, for it is God, not yourself, but it is God who is effectively at work in you. Both to will and to do, note, that is strengthening, energizing, creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Are you noting that, Bazalan? That it is him who is doing an effective work. That effective work, it is to strengthen us. To give us energy. The reason why you are so energetic. You are so excited. And I want to say to those who have been recently born again. It is natural. It is natural to be excited about the things of God. Why? Because it is God who is working. He is showing you. That, is, that greater is he that is in you. Hallelujah. The ability that you move around with, it is the ability that God gives you. The purpose, why you are not veering off, why you are not derailing, why you are not going off target, is because of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're just recapping. Now that we have recapped, now that we, are, we know that God is working in us, now that we understand, now that the veil has been made open, now that our fear of how am I going to live, this Christian life. You know, but Baba Holubare, I know, say, Papela Tilai. Rezamil. By Zamil, with your own strength. But now we realize that Rezama, because, and not only Rezama, Rezama. Because of God working in us. Now that we understand, remember, you are chosen. Now God is ordaining you. What is it that God has ordained you to do? 
Eh? Bishop knows. He has been ordained to be a pastor, to be a bishop. What about you? What are you ordained to do? And, and, and the Bible, that verse here, John 15, it's, it's not saying uh, uh, Bishop Musasson. No. It's saying you, and that you is anyone and everyone. The question is, what are you ordained to do? So let us look at seven things that can show us the purpose, for uh, God's purpose for our lives. Seven things that can show God's purpose for our lives. The first thing is that we should know the real desires of our hearts. We should know the real desires of our hearts. Uh, Psalms 37 verse 4 in the Amplified, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and petitions of your heart. What is it that you have been praying for? Eh? What is it that you have been desiring for? I know, you know, very amazing. The things that we delight is the things that God has put us, put them in our hearts. For the fact that he is working in us. Eh? And he says that when we desire these things because of our delight, eh? because of our excitement about these things, he is planting. You know, I like the way Bishop Dark puts it. Bishop Dark says that if you want to drive demons from, your, from, your, from yourself, you know, from entering you, from trying to confuse you, crowd yourself with the things of God. Crowd your spirit. Just listen to the podcast. Just listen to the Bible. Just read the Bible. Yeah? But then we spend too much time listening to negative news. And as a result, they create fear for us. And once we are hooked up on our fear, the fear opens the door, then the devil is able to send his uh, uh, demons to terrorize us. But if we want to cloud out the voices, if we want to cloud out the pictures that come, the dreams that are negative, that seeks to sway us, we need to crowd ourselves with the word of God. We need to delight ourselves. Create that environment. Yes, it's good to listen to house. Yes, it's good to listen to, to quiet. Yes, it's good to listen to all of these uh, musics, R&B. But make sure that you don't miss out on the gospel. Are you with, you? Are you with us, Brother Lan? So we delight. We delight. It says, delight ourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. When you delight yourselves, God causes the, the, your desire to come into your life. And then when you desire those things, then God gives the, the, the petitions. Why? Because once you have desires, you begin to cry unto God. You be, begin to bring them before God. You know, Lord, I want to serve you with all of my heart. You know, oh Lord, I want to be able to can heal people. Oh Lord, I want to be able to can minister to people. Oh Lord, I want to be able to can, you know, achieve my goals. Those things, remember, are the things that God plants, the, uh, uh, plants them in you. And as you, pet, as you put them before God's petitions, he responds. But, Bazalan, we need to note that in looking at those desires, not every desire is a godly desire. So we need to assess. And in assessing that, we need to check, is this a good idea or is this a godly idea? Are you with me, Bazalan? There's a difference between a good idea and a godly idea. A godly idea is that which comes from God, which is aligned to your, uh, to your purpose, which is aligned to what God has put as your will in your life. Sometimes these things are just good. They are good ideas. 
They are good desires. It is a good desire to marry a beautiful woman. It is a good desire to, to, to marry a hunk of a man. But it is a godly desire. Are you with me, Bezalel? You might want to, to marry a hunk of a man. But that man, he might be a hunk, but are empty in the head. He, he, might, he might be handsome. Again, he might, he might be handsome, but he might not be committed to the things of God. Yeah. Now, all of us like beautiful women. You, uh, you ask a man, every man, they'll tell you they like a beautiful woman. Yeah. Eh? The, the one bargain gilly bottle of coke. Yeah. But, but, but the question is, is that a godly idea or is it a good idea? Are you with me, Bazalan? Now, I can't we bring it home. We are bringing it home. Hallelujah. So we need to do that. But how then do you do that? One of the things, as I said, you crowd yourself with the things of God. You just, you just lay it before God. You, you, just, you, just, you just meditate on the word. The word helps to filter these things. Some of these good, good ideas, they are, are not godly ideas. The question becomes, it's a good idea to have a golf day to, to raise funds. But is it a good idea to, to have a golf day to raise funds for the church? Or is it a godly idea? Are you with me, Bazalan? So we, we need to make a distinction. Because many, many times you, we want to come and bring and say to Bishop, Bishop, why does the church do this, that, do this, this thing, that thing? No, some of them are good ideas, but are they godly ideas? Because some of them, these, these are things that causes us to move away from the purposes of God. We need to make the main thing to remain the main thing, as a lot. So as I said, the word helps us to filter these things. Number two, know what stirs your passion. Know what stirs your passion. John 2 verse 17, his disciples speaking about Jesus, he says, they remembered that it is written, the zeal, uh, uh, zeal for your house will consume me. The zeal for the house will consume me. This is when Christ came and turned off the chairs. Remember when the money changers were turning God. It is a good idea to have business, but it's not a godly idea to have business in the house of God, turning the house of God into a business uh, uh, institutions. There were times, Bazalani, where, you know, in the rise of the pyramid scheme, some of them were brought into the church. And those churches got, got, got ripped apart. Some of them, the people left the church. Why? Because Nebuchadnezzar now is intermingled in these pyramid schemes. You understand? So God, Christ comes in, he turns, he says, the zeal of his house consumed me. Why? Because he is jealous. Harry Begaskas. He is jealous about the house of God. What is it that makes you jealous? You know? Some of the things that makes us, uh, uh, that are a burden to us. You are looking around and you're seeing the Nyaupe boys. Uh, you are seeing around, you are seeing young girls drowning themselves into liquor. And that disturbs you. That, is a, that, that, is, that which disturbs you could be your passion. Could be something that will lead you into your, into your destiny. Could be the purpose 
When all of a sudden it is you who is seeing things are supposed to be in order and it, it, it troubles you. That which is troubling you, it is possibly that which is your purpose, your assignment. Are you with me, Bezalan? This thing causes what Bill Hy- Pastor Bill Hybels calls a holy discontent. That you know, you are not willing to settle for mediocrity in the house of the Lord. You are not willing to settle for mediocrity in your family. You are not willing to settle for mediocrity in your community, in, the, in your business that you operate. Are you with me, Bazala? So those things that troubles us, that stirs us, the flip side is what makes you excited. What is it that when you serve in that area, you know, excited? We have a neighbor, you know, he's, all, he's sometimes away, but when he is around, you hear him singing whilst he's cleaning the house. He sings. Then Pastor Tolagal will say, ah, no, he's around. He's excited. What is it that excites you? What is it that excites you, Bazalan? Note, you are born to solve problems. That's what Miles Malru says. You are born to solve problems. You are, Bazalan, you are not just come here to sit and do nothing. There are problems that you see, and those problems, you are born to solve them. And if you want to succeed, identify problems and go solve them. Now, don't think about profit as yet. Start by solving problems. Many of the businesses, look at the businesses, all, all, if not all of them, they are there to solve problems. Uber is there to solve problems. I'm not advertising, sorry, I'm not advertising, I'm just making a point, Bazaran. I'm not advertising Uber. Again. But Lily Taxi themselves, they are there. As soon as there is a new development, who arrives there first? As a pass, as a training, get taxi. They are there. They, they identify a problem and they, they go fill it up. What, is, what, what, is, what problem are you solving? No, no, Bazaran, Rakatezi. So please don't add. Don't be a problem. Be the solution. So what makes you angry or excited could be your assignment. It could be your assignment. And look at it, Bazalan. You know, some of us, when Arab on our open field, Someone when he sees an open field, he sees development. How many of us are into property? Eh? Yesterday, Pastor Giedori, his son comes in and said, look, uh, daddy, I want to be a banker. And he turns around and says, why can't you own the bank? How many of us as duckies own banks? Run banks, no, not, not, not as a tailor or as a manager, but as, as a shareholder who is running it. Hallelujah. I love that. That single hallelujah. Number three, know what flows naturally with your gifts and talent. Know that, what, um, know that which uh, 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 naturally, come on, know what flows naturally with your gifts and your talents. 
I want us to read this scripture. It's a powerful scripture. It reads us. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Ur, grandson of Har, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God. Uh, give him uh, great wisdom. Uh, give him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master crafts, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones in the, in the caving wood. He is, the, he is a master at every craft. I have personally appointed Oholiab, son of Ahishamak, of the tribe of Dan, to, to be his assistant. Moreover, I notice. Know this. Moreover, I have given them special skills to do all gifted craftsmen so that they can make all things I have commanded you to do. Many a times we don't see artists, not, all, not, not, not musicians, those who do fine art as having spiritual gifts. But then how many paintings are here in the church? And I know that someone in this church has been given special. One thing I like about the art department is the drama that it produces. Every time when we have a word explosion, they put a piece together. And some of us don't see that as being given special gifts. You know, I have a permission to speak about Tali. Tali goes and does makeup. He does make up for the pastors that comes in and preach here. You know, to help them with sweating and make sure that they appear nice. <laughs> but none, none, none of us think that that is a spiritual gift. Know what he says. God says to Moses, I have given them special abilities. Special skills. No, there are artists and there are these artists. And he says, look, I have asked you to design the church in this specific way. This tabernacle to build it in a specific way. But note, I have not, I just not, I'm not saying these things and just throwing you under the bus or in the deep end for you to swim. I have provided people who will help you. Amen. God has called Bishop. And we are thankful for, for, for that. Why? Because many of us, if not most of us, wouldn't be here if it was not Bishop, wouldn't be Christians. But God has just said, I'm giving you the vision. I'm setting you as a set man of the house. But note, I have asked some people to come and partner with you to help you. Yes, give, a, give another applause to the Lord. So why, why, why should pastors and bishops and overseers struggle when you are here? And God has given you special gifts. Special skills. Sometimes the skill, we say skill is learned. But at points, God gives them as abilities, talents. Now, I'm not speaking about being a preacher or being an evangelist or, or being an intercessor. I'm speaking about your hands. Your mind, your ability to design. We don't see fashion, uh, fashion design. As a, as a spiritual gift. Are you with me, Bazalan? Yeah. And, and, and God says, those things, let, let these people come and serve using those things. 
So God chose and equipped some of us with special skills. These special abilities are due to the Holy Spirit. They are not for you to come and make profit. Yeah, it is good for you to make profit. But they are not there. They are there for you to solve problems. They are there to, for you to enable people to do the, the, gospel of the, or, uh, the gospel of God, to go very fast and very, uh, very quickly. Some of, some, some of the churches have found us here as Christ Churches and surpassed us. Why? Because, they, why? because people came and offered their skills. Where are the graphic designers? Where are the fashion designers? Where are the builders? Where are the architects? Where are the administrators? Are you with me, Bazalan? That we, we should enable the church just to flow. Just to flow, Nji. It was meant for someone. I hope you've caught it. Number four, seek counsel from mature Christians. Seek counsel from mature Christians. Proverbs there, it says that a, a multitude of counsel creates safety. I like the way Tony Evans puts it. He says, seek guidance from those who will speak the divine viewpoint into your life. No, schemes are how. People who would be able to can speak a divine point of view. And I know some, some of us, we run away from those brothers or those sisters who will give us divine point of view. Rebata, those advice that tinkles our ears. Find yourself mentors, people who will speak into your life. Allow people to speak into your life, to correct you. And so, sometimes, ne, never by Skelem Sahau. And especially those people who shoot straight. Go for them. Now, sometimes you rebata about Pastor Pizzo again, who, who, who are diplomatic and... Eh? So sometimes you need the Bishop Ducky Watt Mills to rattle your cage. Sometimes you need an, a, a Pastor Ad Boshoff to shoot straight. Could you imagine if you were a Pastor Pizzo Watt diplomat or what's a Bishop Duck who is rattling your cage? You are balanced. You are balanced. Are you there? Yeah. Number five, listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Let this, listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, verse 14 and 16 says in the New King James Version, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons. I like it. It says, these are which ones? The ones that are led by the Spirit of God. These are sons. Verse 16. The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That we are children of God. Let's, let's learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Let's learn to respond to his promptings. All right. You know, when we are led by the Spirit, you are able to can get into a place. Someone about our Betaka prophecy. But if you are led to by the Holy Spirit, like our cell number, underway, how is one? But if you have the Spirit of God, you will be able to see. Ah, correct. it's on point. But 
No, your honor is supernatural. But remember, not everything that is supernatural is of God. Are you with me? Why? Because you are led by the Spirit. You are led. And, and note this. I like the, the, the uh, verse 16. It says, the Holy Spirit bear witness with our spirit. One of the challenges that we have, myself included, is that we have allowed our physic, our bodies, to speak louder than the Holy Spirit, uh, than our spirits, not the Holy Spirit, than our spirit. Remember, you are a spirit being, having a soul, and living in a body. But we have been led so much by our soul, oh, by our soul. But but see about naki short fuse. Yeah. Now I tell you, but say about kinkani. That kinkani, it's your will. Yeah. That short fuse, it's your emotion, it's your soul speaking, and it speaks louder than your spirit. But if you are to listen to your spirit, the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit bears witness. So the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. All right. Such that when someone else, when the, when the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit, having done that, then he prompts the man of God, the servant of God, the set man, the prophet, the evangelist, the apostle, to come and speak a word. Even your brother. Bazalan, it's not only prophets who can prophesy. It does not mean on you, if you can prophesy, you are a prophet. No. Sometimes your brother, sometimes your sister, sometimes your, your skimsahau, someone can come and speak the word on season in your life. But when God, when he has spoken this word in season, if it's a word in season for you, the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit. So in that way, you will find direction. This is how I've put it. It says, I've said, as a gift giver, the Holy Spirit is a gift giver. Now, all spiritual gifts come from the Holy Spirit. So he's a gift giver. As the gift giver, the Holy Spirit is best suited to direct us in how to serve and how to use our gifts. The spiritual gifts of the land are not upon our dictates. They're not working according to the way Rebata. But if you walk with the Holy Spirit, if you listen to him, he will be able to guide you where to serve and how to serve. Sometimes he comes into a service, it's flowing. And he says, no, don't pray for anyone. Don't minister. Don't, don't, don't lay hands. Sometimes it will be a worship. And he will say, don't preach. Ask the people to come. You know, sometimes you would want to, to, to evangelize to a person. He comes and said, this one, don't tell. That one, the gospel. Tell them. You know, no, he, he then says, tell them. Or my name, okay, my killing Muslim, who never understand. Tell them. Oh, 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 
Sometimes the Holy Spirit tells you, don't, don't lay a hand. Give them a verse. No, we're not about our way under the power of the Holy Spirit. Rolling down the floor, yes, it's good, it's nice, but at points it's not solving problems. You know, there's this video, YouTube clip, TikTok clip, where this guy is praying, he's been prayed for. They pray for him, he falls down. Then cell phones here, he then answers, Hello! The guy is supposed to be slain under the power of the Holy Spirit. Marmakala Kukwin makes him to stand up. So let's listen to the Holy Spirit, Bazan. Number six. What can you give yourself to 100%? What can you give yourself to 100%? I like this verse. First John chapter 3, verse 16. It says in the uh, NIV, this is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. What is it that shows love to God? What is it? The things that we love doing. What is it that we can give ourselves 100% to? Not everyone can be a pastor, but we need pastors in, in, in their thousands. Remember that if we were to get to a thousand churches, it means that we need thousand pastors. But not only that, we need worshipers. People who lead us into worship. We need many of them, thousands and thousands of them. We need ushers. We need architects. It means that if we have a thousand churches, all those churches would have a building. Yeah. You should go and ask our fellow pastors who, 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 who um, goes into schools. Sometimes it's troublesome. Yeah. And if you are here and you are a fellow teacher, and you know that our church goes into that uh, school, please make sure that we get a good relationship going with the board, school boards. And if you are a school board member, please, please, it is a struggle. No, you don't know. You don't know. You go there, but change lady logo. It's not the same. And here are the people, no, they are support, but like a gay. But like a gay. You should go and ask the pastors who goes and, and meet under the tent. Eh? We just get out from, 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 from August. Moya water, it hits the tent. Murutu toela pulpit goes, ulo tora tent. Now, we are bringing it home, Mazanaki. We are bringing it home. What is it that you can give 100%? Some of, some, 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 you know, I know a guy called Rand. This, this guy, very interesting. He has a master's in theology. He has a, no, he does not have a degree. He does not have an honors. He has a master's. But he doesn't like to preach. 
He wants to be in the background. He enjoys organizing things. He's helping our church with an IT strategy. He's happy there. He is. It's time we, were, we would try and put him on, on the pulpit to either do announcements or offering. Hey, we have to drag him. Why? Because the, the guy is, is at home. He's 100%. He's there. The first one to arrive. He's the last one to leave. He's there. But he likes to be in the background. Organizing things. And things go smooth. You know, each time, you know, during buffering time, before Nadidi Fiber, each time we stream and it gets interrupted, he will say, don't worry. When I stand up, I look at him first. I would know there's a problem or not. He would wink at me and say, no, sit down, relax. Are you with me? He has given himself 100%. The question is, what is it that you have given 100% to? There's a lady in our church here. He bakes cakes. Powerful. Powerful cakes. I got to mention, I don't count. Powerful cakes. She has given herself 100%. No, he does not, she does not be over 70. No, no, well, maybe we're not going to know 39. Over 70. She does that faithfully. Are you with me, Bazalan? She does it 100%. 100%. What is it that you can give yourself 100% to? Bazalan, this speaks about commitment. It speaks about total surrender. It speaks about willingness to do and to submit. Number last, number seven. What produces good fruit? What produces good results in your life? Matthew 12, verse 33. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruits. This is just a background. This is when Jesus Christ was healing someone. And, and the Pharisees started complaining. And he's challenging them, and make up your mind. Which tree is this? Is it a bad tree or is it a good tree? I hear people who say, I am possessed by demons. How can a person who's demon-possessed do such good, uh, good things? So here, fruit reflects the quality of the tree that produces it. We need to pay attention to the areas of our lives that produces good fruit, and even, uh, even if it's not popular. Most of us would like to go for the popular things, Mazarin. We want to be pastors. We want to be bishops. We want to be prophets. Sometimes the thing, and, and when you get there, we are not able to can produce. But you look at a person who is ahead of ushering. And yet there is smooth running of ushering. That person it means that they are flowing in that area. You know, I was commenting the guys in the parking that they are doing a powerful thing. They have a brotherhood and a sisterhood running in our parking, Mazalat. They are there for each other. It means that the person who is organizing and running our security, parking security, they are doing a good job in ensuring that the Christians there are supported. Yeah. I know that sometimes there are socodies. Yes, let's give them a round of applause. 
I know, I know that sometimes Rabasokoriza, Kore, Wakoato, Batopaka, wherever you want to park with your German machine. You don't listen to them. Then you come into the service, you raise your hands. They have a good, good thing going. They, they are expanding. They are doing a good job. Let's give it up for them, Mazarin. Let's give them a round of applause. One thing that could help us is to understand. If you, if you want to know what, what is it that produces good results, is where God has graced you. Sometimes God has graced you in things that are not popular. Now, you might not be the lead singer here. Eh? But you might, you might be the director. You understand? It, you might be the arranger, a composer. You know, the, in, in, in the 80s and the 90s, and I think in the, even now it happens, that some of the songs, some of the songs that uh, are popular, the artist is popular, but we don't know who composed the song. We don't know. You know, there's a brother in our, in our band. He has seen a niche. A niche is to compose songs for movies and series. That is powerful. He is not seen. But it is, he is graced in that area. He is graced in that area. The question is, what are you graced in? What are you graced in? Hallelujah. Operate in your area of grace that produces the most fruit. What is it that you enjoy doing and produce results at the same time? There are areas, where we enjoy. Where we enjoy. Hallelujah. So when we get there, we are able to uh, 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 do the things that God wants us. So here at our church and everywhere, you know, do, let's do the things that we are producing 100%. Sometimes we need not to be too worried about the areas that lacks in our lives. Why? Because, you know, we are not perfect. Are you with me, Zalan? You cannot have it all, you know. You might, not be, you might be one of the most disorganized person, but when you're coming to preaching the word, you are good. Focus that and partner with someone who is a good administrator. Are you with me, Zalan? So those are the things that we ought to do. Let's recap. One, we said that uh, you should know the, the, the real desires. And there we said you should distinguish between a good idea and a godly idea. Secondly, we said that we should know what stirs our hearts. We said that which burdens you, it is that which God has laid in your life. You are here to solve problems and not be a problem. Hallelujah. Number three, we will know, know what flows naturally with your gifts and your talents. That not only are spiritual gifts, they are good. You know, but we, we have been given spiritual gifts even in our talents, our abilities, and our skills. Hallelujah. Number four, seek counsel from mature Christians, uh, Christian friends and leaders. Always have a mentor. Don't shy away from people who are able to challenge you in your life. Let someone speak into your life. Listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit, for he is best place to uh, direct you to where you should serve and how you should use your gift. Number six, what can you give yourself to 100%? Find a place of grace where you are graced. But always remember, it is God who is working in you and through you. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we thank you for your word.
Your word is good. Your word is powerful. Your word sustains us, O oh God. It is your word that leads and guides us, O oh God. We are thankful for your word. We are thankful for the Holy Spirit, who is a gift giver. He is able to can lead and direct us, O oh God. And we are thankful for your love. That it is the love of God that is transforming our lives. It is the love of God that is sustaining our lives. We thank you for the salvation you have given us, O oh God. And we are promising that we will work it out, O oh God. That that which you have started, that which you have set, uh, begun in our lives, we, you will see it to finish, O oh God. And we will be part of it, O oh God. We give you the honor and the glory. With our eyes closed and our head bowed. You might be here and you said, Marut, I, I hear what you're talking about. I love what you're talking about. But I am struggling with my purpose. And the reason why I'm struggling with my purpose is because I don't know this God that you're talking about. I don't know this Christ you are referring to. So if you are here and you want to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, as a first step towards discovering your purpose, May you raise your hand. Please raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. Raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. It is important that you should be able to can receive Christ as Lord and Savior so that you can receive the salvation. Thank you for that hand. Any other hand? Any other hand? Thank you for that hand. Thank you. You might be here and said, Muruti, I, 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 I was with God, but I've left uh, the church. I've left uh, uh, and went on a tangent. Now I want to come back. I want to come back to, being, uh, to receiving Christ as Lord and Savior, reconnecting with him. If you are here and you want to uh, rededicate your life to Christ, also just raise your hand so that you can pray together with you. Can I ask all the people that have raised their hands to please come forward so that we can pray together with them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mama. Any other person? 